1: What's up, everybody? It's another new episode of Music Sucks with me, Eddie Arnhurster, and this week we got another fun episode because my guests today are two members of the band of Stoping Echo. I got James and David, the singer and guitar player, Uh, I've known these guys for a while, and my band has played a couple of shows with them at this point, so it was great to finally sit down and chat with them about how they all got started as musicians, shows that they've done, music that they've recorded, music that they're going to record, hint, hint, and how they feel about the music scene in Wisconsin, and so much more. But before we get into that, I just want to say that if you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the Zima Podcasting Network. There you will find other epic podcasts such as Live in the Dream, World of Wall, and Chuckles 5-Minute Reviews. To listen to these and subscribe to the network, be sure to go to Spreaker. Also make sure you tap that like and follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace. I don't think we have that, just kidding. And you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel and iTunes as well. Just search Zima Podcasting Network. So without further ado, sit back, turn this bad boy up to 11, and enjoy my chat with James and David of Dystopian Echo. All right, you're listening to Music Sucks. I'm sitting here with two members of Dystopian Echo. Would you guys mind introducing yourselves?
2: I am James, and I sing and play guitar and piano sometimes.
1: I'm David, and I play drums. All right, how are you guys doing? Pretty good. Yep. Yeah, as I don't know if y'all can hear from the sound quality, but we are in uh, my band's practice space right now because Graham's a fucking twat, and he's not in the state right now. <laughs> Graham, if you're listening, I didn't... Fully mean it. All right, how are you guys doing today? I'm yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen you guys. Yeah. I'm saying that because we just yeah, played last night. It's
3: like if we just saw each other last yeah, night. Yeah, I know,
1: right? So before we get into the interview, I'd like to start off everything with some lightning round questions. It'll be this or that type questions. Don't worry, there's no sports questions. <laughs> we don't. I don't so, have to get out like the. Um, you don't the have to get it. smash hand thing No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> There won't be anything about Patriots either. All right? you guys ready? <laughs> you guys ready? Yep. All right, morning or night? Night. Night. Uh, Marvel or DC? DC. DC. Uh, best concert you guys ever attended?
2: Oh, it's between two for me. Which ones? Uh, we saw The Cure in 2016. What the fuck? Where? Uh, Chicago. Chicago. What? <laughs> and then we saw another one of my... The Cure is like my all-time favorite band. They... And then we saw Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds Ooh. last year in Chicago, which oh. was like probably the second best show I've ever seen.
1: Nice.
3: Yeah, so. I think uh, probably it's between those and when I saw Rush for the first time. Oh yeah, we what saw, year? We've seen Rush. Uh, what 2013. Summerfest. Yeah,
1: I was at that show. Fuck yeah! I yeah. also saw them in
2: like 2010. Oh, you
1: bastard! That yeah. was on the yeah, time. Ma- that was on the time five. machine tour, wasn't it? Yep. Were they did moving pictures front to back? Yep. Uh, fuck you um <laughs> playstation xbox or nintendo uh playstation playstation uh, if y'all could be in any other band what band would it be and what would you play i would be nick cave you would be nick cave <laughs> all right james um oh i know these are the tough questions that i ask
2: <laughs> i feel like i'd i'd probably want to be in the cure I'd want i want to at least I want to just play guitar. I don't want to take away from Robert Smith. Robert singing. Smith. Or I any, want to just let yeah. Robert Smith do his thing. I'll play guitar.
1: All right. Is there a song you guys wish you wrote? Um Disintegration.
2: I wish I would have wrote Disintegration. The song Disintegration? Yeah. Okay, sure. Or the whole album. Or the whole album. The whole yeah. album. That's that why song, I was asking. That song alone just lyrically and everything. Right? Okay. David.
3: Um, I guess Malfator by uh Watain. You probably haven't heard of them. Watain? Yeah. They're like a black Black metal band, right? Yeah, Yeah, I've
1: heard of them, but I've never got into them. Uh, From Sweden. All right. Uh, Here's some shorter questions. Driver or passenger? I like being the passenger, but I'm usually the driver. Passenger. Uh, Dog or cat? Cat. I have a cat. Nice. Dog. Dog? All right. Candy or chocolate? Depends on the day for me. Chocolate. All right. Uh, Air drums or air guitar?
2: Um... Air drums because I can't play drums for shit and I
1: can't even <laughs> know how to play guitar. David, <laughs> vice versa. <laughs> you say air guitar? Yeah. Okay. Uh, tent or cabin? Um, cabin. Cabin. Stage or studio? Um, I, I. It depends. It, yeah, it depends
2: because I like I like the studio setting because you can sit there and kind of take your time and build something up from scratch. But I also like playing live because I. I can't really bounce around like a moron in the studio. I mean, I right, could, yeah. but it might fuck up the sound.
3: Right, yeah. It's like a
1: totally different moment on stage. Yeah, for sure. Um, favorite TV show for you guys? It could be anything new or like any classic TV show or whatever. Oh. <laughs> I, I get can, these can, are the can I Can
2: I do comedy and a drama? Yeah. Um, for drama... It would probably be between Breaking Bad, Dexter, and Sons of Anarchy, but Breaking Bad would probably be the number one spot because okay. Dexter had a really stupid ending. <laughs> and <Okay>. for <coughs> comedy, um,
1: either The Office or How I Met Your Mother. Okay, David. Probably same. Okay. Uh, yeah. What was the last song you guys listened to on the way over here? We were listening. We were to, listening uh, to anthracene by the K and okay. the Bad Seeds. Okay. Uh, Cheez-Its or Goldfish? Goldfish. Jesus. Favorite social media? Um, I go on Facebook a lot, but I
2: prefer Twitter because I find more funny stuff on Twitter.
0: Hmm.
2: Instagram. Uh, TV or or internet? uh, TV when it's football season, internet literally
1: any other time. Okay. I use internet to watch TV. (laughs) Yeah, that's what other people have said. Uh, Favorite food? Pizza. Pizza. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree on that uh cd vinyl or mp3 um
2: i i like cds and vinyl i probably have like 300 cds jesus and i know that format is kind of dying yeah but i i like having the physical thing over oh right yeah anything
1: else no that's i'm literally the same so, way yeah cds or vinyl for me they david want. cd all right um What was the first album you guys ever uh, received or bought with your own money? 300 CDs. uh, (laughs) With my own money. Uh... (sighs) Fuck. (laughs) I know. These are, again, tough questions. (laughs) Um, I'm afraid that it would have just been like something stupid.
3: I want to say for me it was... Black Sabbath album or something. I okay. can't remember, really.
2: Sure. With my own money, it, it
1: might have been a Marilyn Manson CD. <laughs> All right, cool. And finally, do you guys have a favorite new band? New band? Um, How new are we talking? Like I usually go like last five years, but it could be... For me, last
3: yeah. five years is 1975. Okay. For me, last ten years, Chelsea Wolfe.
1: I feel like I've heard of Chelsea Wolfe. You should check. Maybe thinking Chelsea should... Wolfe's fucking awesome. Okay, check sure. out the album
3: *Abyss*. It's *Abyss* fantastic. Okay. *Abyss* or *Pain Is Beauty*. Do You have any bands to compare them to? Uh, no, because their sound kind of changes drastically with each album. Oh really? It's like *Abyss* is kind <coughs> of like industrial doom metal with a bit of neo folk. When I painted, Beauty just, is, is more an electronic-oriented album. Okay, I'm just to, try, to, I'm trying to s- picture... To simplify it, I would... You just have to listen to it. Right, okay. To
2: simplify it, I would describe it as if Lana Del Rey made really, really dark, like, heavy music. And had better lyrics. And had way better <laughs> lyrics. And was
3: a bit more... Intelligent?
2: No, yeah, not, right.
0: no, no not, oh, not that. No, man. not man. I'm kidding. She's know, a smart lady. No, she is a smart lady. If yeah. there was
3: just a bit more depth. Yeah. Um, you know, she was writing the music part I mean, herself.
2: I like Lana Del Rey a lot. Right, yeah. yeah.
3: I. Ultra
2: Violence was one of my favorite albums of yeah. whatever year that album, 2014, Something I think like that, it came yeah. out. No, that, that's a great fucking album. But, yeah. That, to simplify it, I would say Lana
1: Del Rey meets metal. <laughs> Nice. All right. That was pretty fun. How are you guys feeling? Um, good. All right. So let's jump right into the interview. Where are you guys from? Um, he's from the depths of hell. And... <laughs>
2: Directly. <laughs> 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 All right. No, we're uh, originated from Watertown. Where's
0: that?
3: Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's by Johnson Creek. Okay, sure. And the uh, other two guys are from Marshall.
1: Marshall, Wisconsin? Yeah, so okay, we're basically cool. both from Bonfart, Chinaville. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, how long have you guys been playing music? Um,
2: I've been... I started playing guitar like 12 years ago.
3: Okay. Basically, he was doing stuff, and he wanted to start something, and I decided that I was going to be the drummer. Okay. Sure. I was like six years old. Oh, wow, okay. So you've been playing drums for like that long? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, not not drums. Well, right, I, yeah. I was playing on stuff. Oh, know, for okay. sure. No, I gotcha, yeah. Basically, we've
2: been playing so long, we feel older than we actually are. Right. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so I guess that we can jump right into the next question. How did Dystopian Echo get started? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are brothers, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Because you're the older one, and you're the younger one? Okay, so were you guys in bands before Dystopian Echo? Um, Like any real bands, I should say? Not really.
3: Anything that I've done, he's been a part of. Okay. Um, And I think... Nothing really official outside of this band. Just little jam
1: stuff. Okay, sure. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, were you guys in a band called The Sanctorium? Yes, that's yeah. basically it. It was the same it, band. It was just, basically okay. it was <laughs> Before good, we just them. not as good of songs. Okay, yeah. because the reason why your name sound, that name sounded familiar is because my high school band played with the Sanctorium at the Miramar in October 2014. I don't know if you guys remember that at all. But we played like right after you guys. Were we, were we wearing we're makeup? makeup? Yes, you yeah. were. You were. No, we were all wearing were makeup.
2: You were you all wearing makeup? Yeah, okay, we were yeah. all wearing makeup. Me and,
3: I, me and Dave were the most made up. Yeah, yeah I just
2: put white on my face. I put black <laughs> on my eyes. I looked really... I, it all came off. <laughs> I remember we were we were the only people dressed up like that. And we were walking around right. and everybody was just... Like, I went into fucking... Uh, what's that store called? It's like right by there. Goodwill? Goodwill. Goodwill. I went yeah. into Goodwill and oh my god, everybody was terrified
3: <laughs> of me. Yeah, there, was, there was one other band... <coughs> That kind of dressed up, I mean, not like us, but they were wearing, like, suits and bow ties and stuff. I think I know
1: which one you're talking about.
3: They kind of understood what we were
1: doing because it was around Halloween, you know. Yeah, I understood. They they were the only
2: people that we talked to there that weren't like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I'm going to have
1: to look up their name after this. I feel really horrible because I know exactly what you're talking about because we talked to them after our set. We played right after you guys, and I remember watching you guys because you guys are a little... You guys were, like, younger back then. I remember you specifically being fucking awesome on the drums and I'm just standing there watching like we're going to have to fucking follow them uh, up <laughs> oh <laughs> no this dude's like
0: 13 yeah right
1: <laughs> well the, but like, like yeah right <laughs> so when did um so when did the dystopian echo officially the dystopian echo camp officially form um cuz you guys changed it to like not that name not long after sanctorium right only a
2: few months after that show, actually. Really? Yep.
1: Okay. A few months after that show, we changed it to the Dystopian Echo. And how'd you guys find uh, Jack and Jesus? Uh, Jack
2: was actually in the band for a, um, about a year when we had played that show in October, but he okay. wasn't able to play the show, so we got our friend Dave, who we used to play with in the Sanctorium, okay. to come play bass, and we just kind of had fun with it and painted our faces and um, (laughs) looked like satanists okay (laughs) but and then uh we jack played bass for a while and then he wanted to switch to guitar okay so throughout some kind of dealing with trying to find a bass player and among other terrible things that happened in 2015 we met Jesus, well, Jack has been friends with Jesus for a while. Right, school. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we needed a bass player to fill in for a show, and he was like, well, this dude could do it. And we just headed off right away. Okay. And he wasn't even, like, officially a member of the band when we started demoing the album. Okay. But and... he, was, he was there when we were doing everything for it, and then we were just kind of sitting there one day, and I was like, so you guys want to make this
1: official? Right, yeah. Or...
2: Mm-hmm. So... Yeah,
1: that's pretty much how we all came together. Okay. Do you guys remember the first show you uh, played under the Dystopian Echo format in the current lineup? We were Um, playing a lot of shows
3: back then. I don't know. I'm trying to remember the first show we played under that name.
2: Um, Was the Summerfest gig the first one, or was that
3: the last show we played under Sanctorium? No, we were Dystopian Echo by then.
2: I think that was the first show we played under... St- uh, Let's just go with that. With Summerfest? Yeah, we'll say that the Summerfest gig was the first time we played under... Stuff, you know? wow. we, we could be wrong. All right. <laughs> it's been a while, but I know we, like...
3: That was the first significant show we played. We, we Well, stuff. yeah, for sure. We, we played,
2: yeah. like... We had set a definitive, like, final show under the Sanctorium name and played certain songs. Okay. You know, that we were that, in my mind, we were never going to play
1: again. Right. So... (laughs) Were any of those songs up on uh, Tragic Souls? um, Because that came out before Killing Blow, right? Yeah. Okay. No,
2: uh, none of those... I mean, we've stopped playing all those songs. Right, yeah. None of those were, like, ones where we're like, yeah, we're never going to fucking play these again. (laughs) Because we had recorded Tragic Souls at that point, and we didn't get it out for another year. Okay. And then we finally got it out, and... I think we played those songs for about a year after that, and once we started working on Killing Blow, we were just like,
1: "Yeah, fuck this." Okay, <laughs> so uh, I guess we could talk about Killing Blow because that's your um, current al- album right now. I know you guys got a new one, but let's talk about Killing Blow for a little bit. So, the title, Killing Blow, did that come from the song? I am assuming. Uh yeah yeah the song came first. So what was that? What was going through your mind when you were? Writing the song "Killing Blow,"
2: because you guys
1: played it last night. That was one that I recognized.
2: That, along with a couple other ones, are probably the songs that date back the furthest. Like that song was being written. I don't know if it was like fully written. I think maybe one mistake or we could die was like one of the first ones. But uh,
1: it's a great song, by the way.
2: We were, we (laughs) were, we had. Those couple songs and Anna too, around the time that we had uh, recorded the EP at the beginning of 2015 mm-hmm. was when we recorded the EP. So we already like we already had some songs kind of piled up. Right. And it wasn't until later on in the year, almost towards the end of that year, that we were like, "Well, we have an album here," mm-hmm. you know. But we also wrote a lot more songs after that. But yeah, that song. Um, A lot of those earlier songs were very uh, death-obsessed, I think. (laughs) Okay. Like, kind of like a nihilistic. Right, yeah. Almost. I mean, the first song in the album is called One Mistake and We Will will Die. die. Yeah. So that that song, I was kind of (laughs) like Tempting Fate or something. Like, uh, you know, you could walk out your door and, like, a plane could fucking crash into your house and kill you. (laughs) Like, really morbid shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> killing blow i killing blow at least lyrically was one of those things where i was just writing the stuff down and it just yeah it just happened and i don't even i don't even remember specifically writing the lyrics for it it just kind of like once we had finished all the other songs and we sat down and we looked at everything and we were like we have an album here that was the that was a song that we were kind of going back to like this is kind of the definitive Thing, lyrically, musically, and everything that kind of yeah. defines what we're doing on this project. So why don't we call the album that? So, at
1: least for that song, that's probably the best answer I could give you. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So I guess kind of jumping a little bit back to... I guess I haven't really talked about writing with bands. How do songs like get written in your band? Um, like, do you guys do it as a collective? Do you do them on your own? It's changed over time. Uh, before, it was mostly James...
3: Uh, writing most of the material but uh with this newer stuff it's kind of been split up between uh me and jack just jamming on stuff and jack will come come to uh come to us with a few ideas yeah like when we when we did killing blow
2: um i would write the skeleton like the basic structure and stuff for those songs and then i would bring it to everybody else or me and david would work on songs like i think a couple songs in the album like uh poetry we did together one night it just kind of happened same thing with take it back we just did it one night it kind of happened right yeah but a lot of the ones i would just i'd come up with a scratch kind of layout of uh of a song I'd have all the chord progressions and stuff set up and then i would just bring it to everybody be like hey here's a song and then we would kind of Go from there. Jack would put his parts on it. And eventually, when we were doing the album, Jesus would start putting his bass parts on right, it yeah. and David and so forth.
1: Where did you guys record Killing Blow again?
2: We recorded it at Paradigm
1: Productions in Madison with Bill Maynard. Shout out, Bill. Shout out, Bill. You're the GOAT, dude. All right. <laughs> I will take your word on that. Are you going to work with him again on this new one? Uh, We would like to. That's that's the plan right now. Okay. Okay. Um, so I guess we can jump to, uh, this other topic. I like to talk about, I usually talk about the Milwaukee music scene or I guess the Wisconsin music scene in general, because it doesn't really get a lot of, well, here, let me rephrase this. It's gotten better over the last couple of years. Like Wisconsin music scene is whole. I mean, you know, we saw it last night because we played together at the up and under and you know, y'all got a good reaction. My band got a, a huge reaction. And then uh other two bands shout out four or five dive and ffr they got like really good reactions i mean uh what is your guys's take because you guys are a fairly you guys are also a younger band too so i kind of want to hear your take on how like the music scene in wisconsin uh has treated you guys or how you have like become like a part of it or whatever. just tell me your thoughts um, essentially i'm gonna have to hold back on certain things <laughs> it's all right
2: <laughs> Uh, it all depends on where you play. Yeah. At least for us. some places, we go, we have a horrible reaction. You know, if 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 any if if, if any if, well if a band like us plays in a biker bar or something oh yeah and, and I go up there and sing my emotional ass lyrics <laughs> like they're just not gonna get it not and I'm not like cutting on like bikers or anything no like, for sure bikers in general but no, like yeah usually that that's not really. Uh, good venue necessarily for right. our yeah. style of music at least from what we've experienced um, no, i get you and then there's other places where we have a great reaction so like mm. if we're playing in a like a new place we don't really know what to expect right because like, you guys played at the up and under before no nope, last, last night no, so we had no style. idea what to expect oh shit <laughs> never even been in that area before right like some places in madison um We've played before and you just never know never know what kind of reaction you're gonna get or how many people are gonna turn up Mm -hmm. it also all depends on the weather yeah
1: and what's going on yeah i'm just letting you guys know right now if you guys ever get any more gigs on brady just be prepared to park far away from the venue oh we we actually (laughs) lucked out
2: because we parked in a like some apartment parking lot quick to just to just unload. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To just yeah, yeah. unload because I was driving around. And I was like, I can't fucking find a spot. Yeah. <laughs> My so, bass player was having that same trouble last and, and 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 we didn't want to go and park in fucking China to right. <laughs> walk every single bit of equipment yeah. over to the venue. So I just parked us there. and We ran all the stuff back. And then I was kind of circling around trying to find a spot. Yeah. And then I think you would come outside and that was right when some dude left. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the most beautiful parking spot I could have found. I just right backed right oh, into man. it.
1: you son of a bitch. <laughs> I love out. You talent. lucked out. Yeah, me I lucked and, out. Me and my drummer, like, you get to where the up and under is, and then you turn, you go to the end of that street, you turn left. My drummer, John, and I parked a block and a half that direction. And he's the drummer. He had to haul his fucking Ooh. equipment there. Shout out to Andy from FFR for helping us carry his shit. Holy shit. So- <laughs> um so where where have you guys like played before like what are the venues you guys usually get because i know you say that it varies but do you um has one type of venue been sticking with you guys because you are a younger band or whatever um uh,
3: the frequency in madison we do we usually do good that. nice now we've never
1: played there before is that more of like a college bar Oh, Up and Under? Yeah. That place is fucking historic. Like, a bunch of, like, blues musicians have played there back in, like, the 70s and 80s. See, it seems like places kind of like that bar we are okay, sure. at. Okay, sure. All right. Like,
2: if it's, like, with dive bars, it kind of depends. Right. Because, like, we've played at Mr. Roberts a lot, mm-hmm. and, you know, some shows
1: you have a lot of people there, and other shows you don't. It just yeah. really depends. Mm-hmm. So... Your guys' set when we played together at the Bremen was really cool. That's kind of like a dive bar back in See, April.
2: That that one, that was a weird one because I think the time we played with you guys, mm-hmm. it was packed. Yes. There was a ton of people there. Yes. And then we got on another show with a different band who was headlining. Oh,
3: I didn't know that. <laughs> and Natural Velvet was the band, I think.
2: I think. Mm. And there was, like, nobody there. Cause I really? Think there was, like, a fucking fight that night or something. Like you know, like WWE. Right. Like yeah. Yeah. Some <laughs> okay, some shit
1: like that was going on. So like, there was nobody there. Have you guys played? <clears throat> have you guys played like many house shows? Because that was the second show we did was at my house.
2: Um, I think that was the only one. Seriously? Yep, that's the only house show we've done. I think.
1: Pretty sure. I'm sitting here. I don't for... remember doing another one before that. I am sitting here very stunned because my because <laughs> well because one of the things I like to talk about I mean. I know I repeat myself on the podcast, but it's important because what the fuck you're gonna what are what the fuck are you gonna do because we're Wisconsin, but most of the venues that bands play at are bar venues, and that means they are more than likely 21 plus shows. Yep. And correct me if I'm wrong. You just turned 21, right? Yep. Yep. So. And you would know if you saw me taking
2: a right. fucking fireball last night as I was walking. Right. Around. Yeah. <laughs> my my friend showed up, and I'm. Um, I was, like, walking out to go with Jesus to go to his car to get a water bottle or something because I wanted to go outside. Right, and yeah. I'm starting to walk out, and my friend's like, hey, here. And I'm like, okay. I didn't, <laughs> ask, I didn't ask what it was or anything. Right, and yeah. I just I just did it. I walked out. I was like, what is that? He, uh, and he's like, well, it's Fireball. And I was like, oh, okay.
1: Fireball, the brand, it's, I'm going to say this right now. Fireball, the brand itself, like the Jack Daniels Fireball, is not good. But there's um, this Hellboy whiskey that um my roommate likes to get from the liquor store that's right across the street from our house. Um I think it I don't know if it's called Hellfire or if it's like Hell Pit or whatever, but it's got like, you know, it's that it's like Hellboy, uh like the Marvel character on the cover oh, really? and that stuff. Yeah, it's it tastes way better than regular Fireball. So I guess kind of jumping back onto the subject of playing in bars, like what's it like playing a bunch of bar venues as a like a younger Man, because are you the only one that's 21? Yep. Okay. I'm the oldest one. Okay. Don't mind if I'm asking, but how old are you? 17. You're 17? Yeah. The fuck. He'll be 18 in, like, two months. Oh, muscle yeah. tough. All right. And He's how... the
2: youngest one, and then I think Jack's 19. And I, think the, 19. I think they're both 19. Yeah. yeah, they're both 19. Okay,
1: so yeah, what's that like being, you know, I mean, you're 21, so what's it like being in, like, most of you being teenagers and playing venues that you can't, like drink at (laughs) essentially or people act like sometimes the
2: people in the venue will act weird right because they won't they won't know you're in the band right away they'll be like oh i do it and i'm like i'm in the band you're in the band yeah like my my mom's here don't worry right (laughs) i don't know um i feel like sometimes some people won't always expect much of us because we are so young and then like we'll go up there and they'll be like, Wow. Didn't expect
3: that. Like, oh, that was impressive. Yeah, I've gotten that before. It's like, well, <laughs> you know. And then you get these old fogies coming up to you afterwards. <laughs> and they they tell you what what they liked about your music and then they wanna tell you who they've seen I saw Aerosmith back in 78. We didn't have no cell phones back then.
1: Luckily, that's never happened to me, but I I definitely see where you're coming from. Um, I guess besides those, because you've got, and also I have Summerfest on my notes, because you guys have played there a bunch, right? Or how many times have you played there? Three times. What were all those times like? Because that's one of my goals
0: as a musician.
2: Um, The first time? The first time was really cool second time was cool. The third time was probably my favorite. Okay. Well, what stages were you guys on? Johnson Control for the first two times. And The third
1: time we did... uh... It was... uh, Briggs and Stratton. Briggs and Stratton. Oh, shit. So you guys weren't, like, on... Like, you weren't in a tent stage. You were on, like, the side stage.
2: Nope. Never played in the tent. Not yet. Maybe next year. I'm fine with playing at a time. That's I mean, I, I like the big stage more because I can run around. Right, yeah. But especially since some of the new songs I'm just singing and not playing guitar. Okay, sure. I can run around more, but, you know, you so, do what you got to do. Yeah.
1: Because I was going to say, on those, like, side stages, who was I talking to last night about this? Or, like, a couple weeks ago. I think I was talking to my bass player about playing Summerfest, and one of the things that, like, open like, day bands as like I like to call them do on side stages is they like either do a mix of originals and covers or just straight covers so how did you guys like what were those sets like for you did you do like covers and shit we used to play covers at a lot of our shows but uh once we started
3: writing more material as a whole band we kind of uh we just lost interest in covers I guess
1: right yeah yeah we what were some of the covers you guys used to do? Uh, we did. We used to do Creep. <laughs> I hate that
2: song. Really? Oh, Why? we love we love Why? Radiohead. Right? Yeah, we love Radiohead. But I mean, the thing is, if for some reason Tom York heard him saying "I hate Creep," Tom
3: York would just be
1: like, no, "Oh no, he'd be okay you're... with that." Yeah, yeah, he, he fucking hates that song.
2: They're a yeah. great
3: fucking band. I just right that song is way too popular for. Yeah. We also <laughs> we did. Uh, Android, like okay. Twice. And we did um, Grice by Jeff Buckley. All right. And let me tell you, that is a fucking hard song to say. Oh,
2: I bet. That that dude fucking. That dude could sing like a motherfucker. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I know that. Um, we did a couple Nirvana songs. Which we did a My Chem song once. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Did, I, I, did he I, tell I, you about this too? No, I discovered recently so, that you don't like My Chemical Romance.
1: I thought we had talked about this. Maybe we
0: did. No? Okay, don't so know. for
1: those of you that don't know, and the reason why I brought up that Patriots Patriots thing before is, there's two things James and I riff on. He likes the Patriots. <laughs> I don't. He likes my chemical romance. I can't stand them. <laughs> Tom, so, Tom Brady's the GOAT. Black uh, is one of the greatest <laughs> on the Cheater! <laughs> Fucking cheater. I'm sorry. We should Whoa, cheat you. you gotta
2: look at, the, look at the stats. You can't cheat those stats. That's what I tell everybody that's like,
1: cheaters. I'm like, look at those stats. You can't cheat those stats. Yeah. You can't cheat those stats. But then he cheated after the stats. Wow. <sighs> the...
2: Let's take that topic. Put it in. Put there, it over put it in here. the Bag. That's rip right. Up the bag. We're not gonna. We're not
1: gonna get. Let's into not that. do that. Um, this is a music podcast, not a sports podcast. <laughs> we, we, cannot, so we, we can. So we can talk about My Chemical Romance yeah. and how much I hate. Um, I mean, I I got into My cam when I was in middle school. Okay, so I never got into them, <laughs> but I was I was into a lot of those bands. I was,
2: My Chem was the first one that I really got into. I was. Uh, I got into the U's, Taken Back Sunday. Taken Back Sunday I love, by um, the way. There's another band that I'm not going to say that I like because I, of recent because of recent events. Recent you know I, who I'm talking I, about. I know exactly
1: who you're talking about. I won't. They have a certain album that I like. Let's just say The Devil and God Are Raging Inside You, and that's why you can't say anything. <laughs> yep. yep.
2: Oh. I'm not say anything else about No, that. it's good, man. It's um, good. But a lot of those bands... Even, like, going further back in the email, like, Sunny Day Real Estate... Oh, fuck yeah! ...is another... Like, How It Feels To Be Something On was...
1: Uh, oh, you under- go with that record. Oh, I love
2: that fucking record.
1: Okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm the diary guy. I love... That. But I also love LP, two. I love the pink record. But
2: uh, I got into My Chem when I was at a very impressionable age, I think, with getting into music. That, that like, when I got into My Chemical Romance, that... Opened the door to so many other things for me. That opened the door to Taking Back Sunday, The Used, you know, it even got me into things like Marilyn Manson and stuff like right.
1: that. Right. You know, no, even, I, even though Marilyn Manson and Mike Hemp don't like each other. For do they I'm, not really? I don't know. Mar- Marilyn Manson. Well, Marilyn Manson doesn't like anybody, no. so. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't like that they were wearing eyeliner or something. I, I don't know. And yet he's wearing two different colored contacts for the last fucking twenty five well, years. He's been performing,
2: like he said on a song, <laughs> "On Eat Me, Drink Me, Mutilation" is the most sincere form of flattery. Apparently, that was directed at them. That's a rumor. Right. I never said specifically, but I, I'm a big Marilyn Manson. fan. I don't fan. doubt that. I'm a big Marilyn Manson fan. Big Michael.
1: See, I have no problem with like the impact they. I've grown to uh, understand the impact they've had on music because you know I had year I had the band Yearless on a couple episodes before you guys and they one of their guitar players said my Kim was one of the best concerts they ever saw. I never got so to see them. I, I I'm I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I don't know what to say that. to that. <laughs>
0: no, I know. I was just gonna kind of, I
2: I never got to see them. I uh I I've known people who got to see them and I uh, wish I could right. you know switch lives with them just for like two hours so I could go
1: That's me watch that show but, That's me uh, with, with uh, with bands that I love where they've had members pass away like with Avenged Sevenfold I I've known people that got to see them with The Rev before he died and then I got and then some people saw Slipknot with like Paul Gray before he passed and I'm just like oh, you dicks and then I saw those bands like after the members have died and I'm just like tell me
2: at least have seen like a park
1: no, I haven't. My drummer has. He's seen Lincoln Park when we they came to Summerfest. We saw
2: Lincoln Park at Summerfest on the Hunting Party tour, and okay, after, my drummer was at that show. After the horrible thing that happened last year, yeah. I am so so glad that we got to see them. Oh, I my ne- bet yeah. I yeah. never got to see Soundgarden though. And Soundgarden, oh, yeah. Uh, going even further back to things past emo, that mm. that's another one. Like Soundgarden is a band that all, at least I don't know about Jesus, but mm. me, Jack, and David really fucking like soundgarden a lot oh for sure i mean yeah that was i remember i woke up at i was getting up to go to work at like four thirty in the morning and i went and checked facebook the first thing i see is chris cornell has passed away and i i was like holy fuck right like that that hit me like a ton of bricks because i remember i was 14 years old freshman uh, my guitar teacher told me to check out super unknown by soundgarden oh yeah and that was just that's a good record I I couldn't even listen to Soundgarden for like two weeks after that because I I tried to. I heard Chris Cornell's voice and I almost broke down in
1: tears. Oh, yeah. That was me with Linkin Park because... I'm going to go on record and say, and I I talked about this on the first episode because we did a best of 2017. One More Light's not a good record. I don't know if you guys... The last Linkin Park record? I you like it I, it's okay if you like it it's okay I, I, wa-
2: I, I want to say something about it but I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh-huh. let you say what you're gonna
1: say so first. well here's my thing the the title track is probably the best song on it because it's his it's it's kind of his, if that be if that's Chester's swan song that's totally fine I remember um, when Chester passed I was at work and I checked my phone and one of the first things on Facebook I see is uh, you know Chester passed and I literally blurted out what the fuck like and I never do that yeah, I saw, at work I saw it or anything. Work. I, I'm just like, what the fuck? It. And this like, that's the one like celebrity death. I was in total disbelief. I'm just like, no. I was, You're punking me. I
2: was more in disbelief when they said Chris Cornell died. Right. Yeah. Same here. I didn't expect. I was like, what? Yeah. Tell me it's a hoax. Mm-hmm. Tell me it's a hoax. Right. Yeah. But I I actually like One More Light. That's fine. I that's totally fine. I picked it up though. After he had died. Because okay. I kind of want... I, I hadn't really listened to the whole thing before that had mm. happened. And then I was like, you know, I'll, I'm going to check this out. And it's almost in a weird way. Like, the whole album is kind of like his, you know, like, I'm done. I'm, right. I'm clocking out. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. like Which... <sighs> It, it's kind of morbid. It <laughs> it's is a, a little, little morbid. morbid. I, I actually like the album. I okay. can see why people don't like it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I for like a hardcore Linkin Park fan, I feel like in retrospect, after all this stuff has happened, I feel like that's an important album for big Linkin Park fans because it it kind of gives <clears throat> you maybe a little bit of closure with what happened. Okay, Because sure. he was very honest about certain things on that album and mm-hmm. you know the first song on the fucking album is called Nobody Can Save Me right yeah like and like you said One More Light the the title track
1: like, that one as soon as they started playing that more on the radio I'm just like uh, I don't know if I can listen to this like it's it's a good song it's, it's a prob- really good song yeah. but it's really
2: eerie to listen to it in, is. in retrospect because yeah. it's like it's almost like he wrote it about himself right and
1: when they did the tribute a concert when they streamed that on YouTube and uh, Mike Shinoda sang that on, like he sang that whole song on his own. It's just like, oh man, like that's like props to them for doing that whole tribute concert is fucking phenomenal. Like all the guests that that got on there and stuff, but I just felt really bad for Mike. Yeah, and apparently they're still gonna they're gonna do more like a part I, I don't think know. they should. That's where I stand.
2: I I just can't yeah. I can't see it.
1: I can't see it. I can't see it. I can't. I can see Mike doing solo stuff because he just released that, like, the EP, EP, which is really good. I still gotta listen to that. I've listened, I think I listened to two out of the three songs because I know there's three on it. Um, David, were you ever a Linkin Park fan? Not a a big one. I liked them when I saw them. They were really good live. Nice. Well, what are some of the bands that, like, inspired you to play drums? Because we just... He and went, I just you know, riffed on just, it for we just, we just a solid that. fifteen minutes. Well, I'll get
3: all the cliche ones out of the way: uh, Rush, Neil Peart, A, hey. John Bonham, Led Zeppelin, even Nick Mason from Pink Floyd. Ooh. I think he's really underrated. He's super underrated. Like, yeah, he doesn't have any chops really, but like he he knew what to give a song. You know, he knew exactly what to give it. He took yeah. a really patient approach to drumming just Mm -hmm. it's really different which i feel like
2: it's hard for some people too it is that's not me cutting on drummers or anything but no yeah no it's definitely hard i feel like that's because you got a whole kit in front of you and you know he like he said he didn't it wasn't like a lot of chops or anything but
3: he was very patient for me i mean i haven't been diagnosed but i feel like i probably have add or something (laughs) so like i i see drums i want to play everything i can play on right yet Um, Same with me,
2: and I sound terrible when I. Do. <laughs> Some other drummers,
3: <clears throat> I don't know. Whoever played for Sticks when they were when they put out the oh, song. Oh, um,
1: John something. Yeah, I don't know. Because his twin brother, Chuck, uh, was the bass player, and he seldomly tours with them. John, why am I forgetting the bit? Why am I forgetting the name? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, some other drummer. Google. My friend Zach will kill me if I don't figure it out. Yeah, but yeah, uh, keep going.
3: Thomas Pridgen, he's played with like everybody. Oh, he's but good. He's probably the most well known for playing with the Mars Volta. Like, oh, okay, lovers. sure. Um, he's a really good drummer. Annika or Annika Nila's... I, I probably am not pronouncing that right. <laughs> she has a solo project. She's a really good drummer. Okay. Um, Dennis Chambers. Did I already say that?
2: I don't think so. I don't think no. so. Uh,
1: Jimmy?
3: Jimmy Chamberlain. Jimmy Chamberlain.
1: I really want to go to that. Danny Carey.
3: Um, Mitch Mitchell. He played with Jimmy Hendrix. Jimmy Hendrix, yep. Matt Cameron. Uh, fucking awesome. Yeah, Matt Cameron. Phil Salway yeah
2: yeah <laughs> many. that that's another drummer where i think you know he he has more of a minimal approach to at least well he has a, has a really a on, conceptual
3: approach which is i think that's cool and it's rare i think
1: he oh you said kid a so he's the drummer of radiohead yeah okay yeah, good, sure. everything
2: passed like everything from kid a on was like a total musical shift for them obviously yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know and uh I think not. Not every drummer could do that. From going from like their first album, which is like a, like just your standard grunge album, yeah, to in bands and then to the OK Computer and then off the deep end into Tom York's Subconscious, yeah. <laughs> on, uh, on Kid A, right? You know? Yeah,
3: great album though.
1: Great album. I I never got. I was never a big Radiohead fan, but like I understand like the impact. Of them, and I love the South Park episode
2: for the <laughs> where
1: you're
3: a baby, cry baby, you're a loser, <laughs> baby. Yeah. everybody's got problems. You don't have to cry about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the best. Like, Radiohead was totally
3: taking the piss
2: out. Oh of yeah, on for that. sure. Like, that was so awesome. Totally. Uh, <laughs> it was the best when Tom was saying it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, back to back to drummers Back to dramas. Were you ever a Dave Grohl fan?
3: Yeah, he's pretty good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. No, it's fine. It's. Fine. No, I mean, it's just not like it's just not the music I really get into anymore. Right. I mean, I used to be really big into them, and I still like them. I just, you know, I just got into different stuff. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Um, well, then there's
2: Dave um, Grohl the drummer
1: and Dave Grohl the Foo, Foo Fighters. Fighters monster. Mm-hmm. And then there's also Dave Grohl the monster on drums and Crooked Vultures. And then there's Dave Grohl, the
2: guy who's overdosing on coffee while producing a Stone. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Fresh Pot! That's a great video. <laughs> Fresh Pot! <laughs> All right. Uh,
3: uh, I'm kind of blanking on other drummers right now. Well, you could probably get into like your more metal influence. I was going to say, yeah, because you're yeah, a metal yeah. guy.
1: You mentioned Watain earlier. So. Yeah, I
3: fucking love them. Inferno. <laughs> uh, Yeah, Inferno from Behemoth. Behemoth, fucking awesome, man.
2: Yeah, That's I awesome
3: saw man. them when I was 14 or 15. It was, not, it was them, shit.
2: them and Cannibal Corpse. Holy shit. Yeah, they were headlining. Me, me, him, and Jack. Wow. Jack got punched in the face in the <laughs> mosh pit. And, and he, uh, he came out after Cannibal Corpse and his lip was, or his nose, something was bleeding. Uh, yeah, and I was like, dude, God. you okay? And he's like, oh yeah, I'm fine. And oh, then Jesus he ran back Christ. in during Behemoth.
3: Yeah, and then uh, when Behemoth was playing, their rhythm, gu- their rhythm guitarist, Seth, uh, was spitting blood. At the audience, Spitting this and movie. he spit in my hair.
2: <laughs>
1: awesome!
2: He was so into it. That's dude. Hit after the show, he's
1: like, "Dude, he spit on me." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that fear of getting punched—that's how I felt when I saw Slayer last summer. Because um, the story behind that, so I saw Slayer. Uh, there's this festival in Oshkosh called Rock USA, and the three headliners last year was such a fun and awesome uh, lineup. It was Avenged Sevenfold headline the first night ozzy doing his first like official solo show in like forever 10 years or since black sabbath like has called it quits and now he's calling it lips. and now he's calling it quits so at least again. I, again um and then slayer was headlining the final night and that that third night during stone was playing right before and it was like lightning and thunder and rain and i'm just standing there trying to like not lose my cool while stone Sour's because I mean it's you know it's a bummer when it rains and you have no protection and I got um, I got super pissed and I went back to my buddies and I were camping so we went back to our RV and I almost didn't want to go to Slayer like I almost didn't want to because I was that pissed. now they're
2: hearing that they're breaking up yes to, like, thank fuck fucking God Wait, uh, so, was breaking up. You didn't know that? No. You didn't know about the final tour? Yeah. No, I didn't know. That, about that. That's why I told you we should go see Slayer this year because they're only This is it. They're done. this. Oh. They're done after this. It's yeah, the Lamb of God. God,
1: Anthrax, Testament, and Behemoth. It's fucking yeah. That, that, that's
2: why I said we should go to that. Right. Because yeah. Slayer's done. So after this.
1: So back, My story. Uh, the last half of my story is so my buddy like talked me back into seeing them. He's like, "You've been, you've been like creaming over wanting to see Slayer since we got here." You're fucking seeing them. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> and by this time, the rain had stopped, but it was like muddy. It's just muddy Ooh. on the fucking festival grounds. And oh, I'm but just that's like, gonna,
2: that, if you don't give a shit about what you're wearing, yeah. Like, well, I, I, that I could be incredibly.
1: False. Yeah, but see, I'm only I only like own one pair of shoes. Whenever I buy a pair, and like that's Same. it. It's not. It's it wasn't these. Fire. Ones. I know it's, it's fucking Slayer. So cares? we're trudging back to like where we were, and like so we we come across one of the security people that were like running the festival. And he's just like, "Hey, you guys want to go up front?" Like, of course. Like, uh, what? He's like, "Yeah, not like a lot of people left because of the rain, so we're trying to fill up the front like pit area. Do you guys want to go up front?" I'm like, um, yeah. That's cool. So there's. Uh, <clears throat> I Wish I had my phone. Fucking broke like a month after I took pictures because they were really good pictures. I'm... Oh man, I took them. Stare uh, standing. I was like standing up at the barricade. On Carrie King's side of the stage, fire everywhere. <laughs> yeah,
2: it uh, sure was warm.
1: Paul Bostaph, yeah, right. Paul Bostaff's bass drums, or Paul, or um, his um, cymbal rack because he didn't like he didn't have individual stance, He had like a fucking rack for everything, right. constantly shaking from playing really fast. And uh, and my voice is already gone. My voice is gone by the time Slayer it, came it, up.
2: It's amazing that. Tom's voice is still there. His voice was solid
1: that night. Like, I know he can't do a bunch of the high screams anymore, so when, I, so when they played Angel of death, I was really curious as to how he was going to approach it, and he just did like a mid-range scream, and I'm just like, that's more evil than on the Rain and Blood album. <laughs> that's like, it sounded way better, and I got to, and I have a, I, I caught a Carrie King guitar pick, and it's on my dresser mm-hmm. at my house, so... Yeah, that's my Slayer story. I feel like Tom um, is awesome.
2: a Tom is a good example of uh, you know how to take care of your voice because I know there's some metal vocalists out there who uh, destroy their voice.
1: Mustaine. Um, um,
2: I'm looking at you, Oliver Sykes. Oh. He's not a metal vocalist. Well, he's, not he's, nec- not, he's not okay. He's not necessarily a <laughs> metal vocalist. He's not even a deathcore vocalist he's, anymore. He's an example of a guy who really fucked up Mm-mm. with his voice early on. And he's right. even he's even admitted it. He's yeah. said it in interviews before. He's right. said, that's that's one of those key examples that I go to when I'm talking to people about like guys who really fucked up their voices from screaming because they didn't do it the right way. Right. He started out doing it with his throat. Uh, supposed you to. never do that. I started out doing it with
1: my throat when I was screaming I a s- lot. Oh yeah, same here. I still have trouble like not doing it with my throat.
2: I found fi- I found a, I d I don't even he doesn't even know how I do it. It's healthier than doing it with my throat. I know that much. Because, however the hell I was yelling last night right, yeah, during yeah, the yeah. first song, I don't know how I do it. <laughs> I just started doing it, and it doesn't hurt, and it's really easy for me. Right. So yeah. I don't scream all the time, but sure. Adding that little scream here and
1: there. Right, that's yeah, a nice yeah, Touch yeah. on the song. Yeah. Last night I felt like my voice was going to go halfway through the set.
2: That's how I was too. Because fucking, I don't know, like allergies or some shit's going on. Mm-hmm. I had the same thing. We had practice the night before, and I was like, "Fuck, my voice is really weird today." Right.
1: It's usually just like a, a struggle, for me. I guess I'm also I'm still kind of not used to being the lead singer. I guess because I never was, before, my second charm formed. Um, so that's why I say I'm still having trouble like not doing it with my throat because I know you're supposed to like do it from your gut or whatever, yeah, like or, like, your head, thinking. or whatever. I don't know. And, like, I never had any formal training as a singer anyway. So, neck and throat is all that I know. See, I,
2: I did, I went to a vocal teacher when I was really, really pretty young. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I was, like, 12 or 13, and I did that for a couple years. That helped me a lot with warming up, not straining my voice so much. I stopped screaming with my throat because I was doing it so much for a while that I actually... I. Really fucked my voice up for a bit, right? And uh, took me a took me a while to kind of get back mm-hmm. in a good place. And now I'm finally there. And I'm better than I ever was. I think
1: you guys, you sounded really good last night. Which is where I thought I sounded like shit. No, you sounded good. I every sounded every like time shit. we play with every time we played with you, you've always sounded good. And I, but I will say this: last night was probably your best set of the three times we've played together. And the only reason why I say that is because I I felt bad when we played in my attic, and was it Jack's gear that kept fucking up or was Jack's it... gear kept fucking up? I
2: think the mic cut out. Yeah,
1: that was it. Was fun though. Like, I didn't. It even was. Care. It was. Yeah.
2: Like we had another show one time where I got really pissed because the mic wasn't working, mm-hmm. and it was it was the only it was during Vampire, the only song that I don't play guitar for, mm-hmm. and like after the song got done, I threw the mic on the ground and I was like motherfuckers
1: <laughs> half the song you could not
2: hear my voice Ugh. i couldn't even hear my voice i was like dude right yeah what are you doing right and they were rushing us to like get the set done oh that's shit it's like well it was shit it's like why don't you uh <laughs> you know get my vocals working first
1: yeah but you ever yeah. have any trouble like after playing drums or like have you ever encountered any like soreness and in...
3: Your body. Uh, I have trouble maintaining grip on stage. Oh yeah, because my hands get sweaty.
1: Gotta um, and get. And I play harder on stage for some reason. Mm. I don't know. Well, you kind of want to like do that because you're in a live setting and you want to just like execute power. Because like yeah. I fucking did that when I was the dr- drummer in my first band. You know, and I was kind of like you were. Like I wanted to incorporate every single drum in. <laughs> Not as insane as you though, because I was playing completely different music, but. That's a whole other thing. So, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of all the, the topics that I had. Uh, I guess the one final question is: so I know you guys have new music. Uh, do you know? Do you have a, like a time frame of when it'll come out? Um,
2: I don't usually like to do the time frame thing because the last time I gave a time frame, we were way off on it. Okay. But <laughs> pure is done being recorded. It's finished, it's mastered, we're going to put that out soon, I don't know exactly when. Okay. And then, probably pretty quickly after that, we're going to put out Miami Vampire. Okay. Which is the first song we played last night. Oh, yeah. yeah, Which, they actually, they started demoing that last night. I got there to get all our gear loaded up, Mm -hmm. and they were, he was doing drums on it. Oh, shit. Okay, was a pain in the ass. (laughs) Because the (laughs) The end of the song, uh... well, and the end of the song doesn't get faster,
3: right the time change is uh yeah time changes aren't fun when recording
1: songs yeah yeah this is why i stick to pop punk music because then our drummer doesn't have to worry about time change (laughs) yeah we have a
2: there's a song that is probably going to be on the album that we're at least going to record as an option that the second part of the chorus completely changes uh you know what song i'm talking about i think so Dun, and then it goes to
1: like
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it. It sounds good when it's all like said and done. Yeah, but getting that part down with everybody was a fucking pain in the ass. Right? No, I bet. Because yeah. I was one of those ones where I, I wrote it by myself, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a this is a cool idea," which you know it still is. It's just right. It's one of those like.
3: And then it's a monster You're... once you bring the cool idea to three other guys. Yep. Oh
2: yeah, I've and then that. it's a, yeah. then it's another monster when you bring to, yeah. to record it, which yeah, we yeah. haven't done yet. I'm scared to do that. Do you guys know
1: then, when you'll go in and officially record stuff?
2: I am. I'm supposed to talk to Bill tomorrow. Actually, we're gonna
1: <clears throat> we're gonna record Vampire
2: first right away. Okay, we're gonna put that out. Um, I think when we when we did Killing Blow, we we're doing everything at once Mm -hmm. i think for this album it's probably gonna take a little longer than i had originally like estimated or told anybody Mm -hmm. because we're still writing songs we already have have like 20 songs but we're still we're still (laughs) right like we started writing songs for this album while we were demoing killing blow really yeah, there are songs that will probably end up on this album that were written before we even hit the studio for Killing Blow. Oh, shit. <laughs> because we, we already had a set idea of what we wanted for that album. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, and in our minds, it, it was done. Yeah. It was finished, and I started writing songs. Jack started writing songs, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. So, there's, st- there's a lot of songs to be put to tape, and obviously, it's going to get dwindled down. Right, yeah um but yeah we're still writing songs so i think the plan right now is probably we might just take it song by song or a couple songs at a time Mm -hmm. and just record them finish them yeah um or at least with demoing we're probably gonna take a little more time demoing than we did with killing blow because we had so many issues when we did it we didn't use a metronome when we demoed killing blow so we took (laughs) in these really fucked up demos that were all over the place time wise we had so many issues of fucking audacity when we did it. Right. So <laughs> that there were a couple songs in particular that were extremely frustrating recording. Mm-hmm. There was one song that we had demoed. We had to completely scrap it after we had finished tracking all the we finished tracking all the instruments to the the demo in the studio. Like we that was pretty much done. Yeah. I was at me and him were at a funeral. And Jack and Jesus were doing, they did bass, and Jack was doing guitar on this song, mm-hmm. and they were like, this song is so fucked up time-wise, Bill wants to redo it. Aww. It was bad. That's crap. It, well, it, it needed bullshit. to be done. It okay. needed to be done, though. Sure, it was, yeah,
3: yeah, It was bad. It was the song
2: all, turned out
1: really well. It was all over the that.
2: place on the demo. And, and this was
1: a Killing Blow song? Yep. Which one was it? Uh, Last Stand.
2: Oh, okay. The demo for Last Stand, I still have them on my computer somewhere.
1: Okay. Um,
2: It was a mess. It was all over the place, time-wise. Right. So we went, and me, him, and Jesus went in and just live-tracked it. Mm-hmm. The basic thing, I finished all the guitars that same day. Jack came in and did his guitars, and... That version of it is so much better. We threw an acoustic guitar on it, and that wasn't originally yeah. on the recording. It just it turned out so much better.
3: And then so when we better. we're gonna record Anna. Um, it starts with the drums, but since we didn't do it to a tr- uh, click track, you know, it, I just couldn't play to it. Yeah, right there was the a time there we were, <clears> just, <throat> Yeah, there were some songs we live tracked. Didn't even right. Yeah. like
2: Anna, we demoed, but that that one was a mess demoing we didn't demo Friday we just did that one live okay. we did demo marketing scheme we just did that one live hmm. um, we did not demo nature song we did that one live
0: hmm.
2: I think that was it those are the ones we did live everything else we had demoed but this one this album I think maybe we want, we might not do it song by song like actually recording it I, I don't know because we're not there yet but right. I think for demoing we're going to take a lot more time and what we were talking about doing is we're going to have all our parts set, like exactly what we want to do mm-hmm. on the demo. So that way when we go in and record, we're not screwing around as much because it was our first time together recording like a full fledged project. Yeah. So we were kind of like, there was a lot of stuff that we didn't do in the demos that we added to it. Right. So I think we're just going to take more time with this one. We're still writing some stuff. Um, I would say we'd like to at least have the album done by the end of the year, right? And then put it out sometime early next year would be the goal. Okay, that's at least our goal right now. But
3: you
1: guys have any shows coming up? Um... Yeah, we have.
3: Yeah, our next show is on the twenty sixth at the High Noon Saloon in Madison. Okay, I thought it was the Wisco. Did no, that's Wisco? that's March eighteenth. Go. Oh, with Ragland. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're, I'm mixing we're a, a band called Drug Spider on on the 26th. Okay. <laughs> and uh, a metal band called Corridor.
2: All right, should guess be so. fun. I guess that one's an idea.
1: Guys, thank you so much you for, for doing this. Thank you for coming out here. I'm looking out the window. It's fucking snowing outside. Yeah, that better be snow. Jesus Christ. I have to see Black Panther later tonight. I don't want to drive in this bullshit. Did you listen to the soundtrack yet? I did. How is it? I haven't listened to it yet. It's good. It's actually really good. There's there's songs on it that are like really super solid, but I, I haven't listened to it all the way through enough to make a final decision. I know there's... Because I'm still stuck on Damn, which is an actual Kendrick record.
2: Kendrick and Travis Scott on a song, that's automatically, I know that's going to be a good song. Yeah. Because I'm I'm a huge Kendrick fan, mm-hmm. and I'm a huge Travis Scott fan. Okay, sure. And I'm also a huge Kanye fan. Nope, that right, but no, that yeah, might yeah. surprise people. but That's fine. Oh, yeah, that's another thing that we that I didn't talk about. I'm a really big hip-hop fan. Really oh, no, yeah, nice dude, that's totally... That's yeah. that Oh, no, for but, sure. Yeah, I'm a big Kanye fan. I love Kendrick, love I Travis still, Scott. I
1: still stand by my opinion that the last good Kanye record was 808 and Heartbreak. That was the I just
2: I just actually got into My Beautiful Dark Twisted of Fancy recently and that's a good fucking record. I
1: think someone tried to get me to listen to that. The Power cool. Alone is a good reason to listen to it. That's a good song. The consensus I've heard on Yeezus is not good, though. I, I just, personally liked Yeezus. I shared okay. a fucking no, no, you're meme <laughs> on Facebook where it was, like, it was a picture of Yeezus and it's like... From the a text
2: from the FBI, and they're like, "Dude, this <laughs> album is a lot better than people give it credit for." <laughs> I actually, Jesus was the first Kanye album I got.
1: Really? Yeah. Yep. I think the first one I I never like officially got a Kanye record, but whatever album, "Touch the Sky" and "Gold Digger" were on because they're on the same one, right? I think that's uh, that's not College Dropout because that was the first one. It's it the graduation wa-
2: day. No, it's before graduation. Okay, it's the one before late registration. Yes, late that's, registration. The that's the one. That's the one.
1: That's the one where I'm just like, yeah, that
2: shit. Uh, Graduation's the one that has. Yeah, what's on graduation? Uh,
1: the Daphian. Oh, the the, the st- Punk stronger. Punk. Yep. The, okay. The stronger on right. There. Okay. But, so yeah.
2: Yeah. I actually I actually like uh, Jesus. It's a weird album, but I like it. Life of Pablo is also a good album. That's okay, probably I've his heard, okay. most insane album. That's you what I heard. You yeah. would think the Easus is, but like, if you look into the history of the way the Life of Pablo was released and like, oh yeah, how they how he did that, right? And just yeah. the album itself, like, it's it's a work of art. It's not perfect, but it's uh, he did something. I think he did something really special on that album.
1: Okay, but I will take your word on that. Yeah. <laughs> And I will choose whether or not to listen to it later. So, yeah, again, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for uh, coming out here. I like to play, uh, as a final question, I like to play a song by artist that I interview at the end of each episode. So is there, I know that you guys are going to release new music, but is there a song off of Killing Blow you guys want featured?
0: Um,
1: uh, Either Killing Blow or Anna. Let's do Killing Blow. as the title track. Title track? Yeah.
2: All right. Play yeah. Killing
1: Blow. I'll make a note of that. And, um... Yeah, again, thank you guys so much for coming for down here. Thank you guys for playing with us last night. It was a pleasure. So, and I uh, hope to do more shows with you guys in the future. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So there you have it, everybody. Many thanks again to James and David from Just Open Echo for uh, taking the time and coming to my band's practice space. That's where we recorded, essentially. Um, I wish nothing but the best of luck and success to those guys. If you like what you hear, you should definitely check these guys out. They have a Facebook, I believe a Twitter, and an Instagram their music's up also up on YouTube. Their debut album, Killing Blow, is up on iTunes and Spotify, that whole shebang, and they're working on new music right now, which I am super excited for. But for now, we are going to close out the episode, like they said, with the title track of their album, Killing Blow. I'm Eddie Aaron Hirster, and I will see you guys next time.